Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. talking about this. And the very first one is to clarify the Bible's definition of wellness. Then also to discover God's intended role in our health, our wellness and our wholeness. And then also to show the divine connection between a surrendered heart and God's supernatural supply. Did you know that God has a supernatural supply just for you? Every single one of us has the ability to tap into a supernatural supply of God's goodness, God's grace, God's wellness in our lives. But see, oftentimes what we have to do is we have to be able to set ourselves in a position to be able to receive what God has for us. And the whole reason why we're kind of walking through this, this series is because one, wellness is God's idea. Wellness is God's idea. He wants everyone to be able to be well spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, relationally, and all of these areas, vocationally, financially, all these areas God wants us to be physically well because it's his idea. And 3 John chapter 2 says this. Now this is um, John writing and he's writing to Gaius, and, he, and he's, he's, it's kind of a salutation. He's trying to give him a kind of an opening remark. But I believe that John would have never wrote this if this wasn't true. He wouldn't have just thrown something out there. You know, sometimes we'll say words that really aren't true, but we just kind of throw it out there just so it sounds good and it kind of fits the mold and it kind of fits within the thing, so, so it looks good. But see, here John, John he's writing And he's saying something that has very deep spiritual meaning to it. And so this is what he says. He says this. He says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now, this is what the Passion Translation says about it. It says, Beloved friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and that you continually enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering. So we could see two things there. One, that we're walking in health. He's wanting him to walk in health and that our soul will prosper. And so a couple weeks ago, we looked at these key words in here. The word prosper means to do well, to be successful and fruitful in your journey. Okay? To be successful and fruitful in your journey journey. It's you moving forward. And everything that when you're moving forward in your relationship with God, it is prospering. It is being fruitful. You are experiencing God's best out of it. It, Because we're we're, we're all on a journey of faith. All of us who have, have made Christ our Lord and Savior are on a journey of faith. And God wants everything that you are putting your hand to, to prosper. He, he says that in his word, and we'll cover that. But see, we have to understand that, man, that is something that, that God wants for our life, to be moving forward fruitfully and successfully. Then the phrase of all things, okay? God places your well-being as a priority. He places your well-being as a priority, which includes your health. Then health 
is to be sound in body, soul, mind, right? It's our will, our emotions. It's those things that are going on inside of us. And then it says, just as your soul prospers, which is to me kind of the hinging point because God wants your soul, your inner processes, your inner thinking, your inner perspectives. He wants it to be well. God doesn't want it to be sick. God doesn't want it to be off. He wants it to be well. And we have to understand that as a people of God, in our journey with God, God is for us, not against us, right? God, God wants the very, very best for you. You know, sometimes we get the perspective, though, well, you know, but God's kind of a meanie. Because sometimes things don't go our way, or it doesn't happen this way, or it doesn't, ah, you know. And so we get this perspective that God's kind of, you know, mad at us. But see, God's heart is all about loving you. So much so that he gave Jesus to you, right? But he's, he, he wants the very, very best for you in all things. And coming out of COVID, you know what? Wellness has been kind of this hot topic, right? It's been one of those things where, you know, people are thinking more about, man, you know, I, I just need to get well. Because, you know, during COVID, some things kind of came up inside of people, that realize, well, maybe I'm not as healthy as I think it, I am. And so now we see in, in, in kind of uh, doing some research that this culture, our, our current state, spends about $4.2 trillion on wellness. $4.2 trillion on getting well. Nothing wrong with that, but just understand that that's big, big money. That's big, big, a big industry. Because everybody wants to experience wellness, right? We want it for our kids. If we're parents, we understand that. We want wellness for our kids. We want to see them doing the best that they can be, that doing all the things that, that, that they can and that God's, God's a part of everything that they're doing. We understand that. So wellness is something that is very, very attractive to all of us and that we strive for, right? That's why we, we go to doctor checkups. And, they, and the doctor tells us, well, you know, you need to do this or you need to do that or you need to do this. And so we follow kind of that line and, and go along that well. And sometimes that ha- happens. But sometimes they give us medicine that kind of jacks us a little bit and then we're not well. And then we got to change that and correct that and everything. But see, we have to understand that there is a process or what we will call a, a, a biblical idea of wellness. A biblical idea of wellness. So last week, again, we found out that it all starts with, our, with us being connected to God, connected to Jesus. That's where biblical wellness begins. Nothing against counseling, secular counseling, or any other counseling and all that, but everything starts, biblical wellness starts with our connection with God, our relationship with Jesus, because Jesus is our source. Now, some of you, this might shock some of you, you might disagree with me too, but I, I don't believe that you have to beg or to plead or to bargain with God in order to receive wellness for your soul. I don't think you have to, right? You can talk to God about it. You can, you can tell him, hey, this is what's going on. These are the things that are happening. You know, you can talk to him using God's word about, hey, but you promised in your word, this, and things like that. But I don't think you have to beg or plead or strive or try to do things. Oh, all we need to do is stay connected, 
right? Because how does a fruit produce? It's connected to the vine. The vine is connected to the tree. And so for us in wellness, if we stay connected to God, then you know what? It's kind of this byproduct. It's this this outflow, this flow that comes through that causes us to be able to experience wholeness in our life. Right? Because sometimes, you know, I don't know if you've ever been through a situation as, as a Christian where some people would say, man, how come you're not falling apart? How come you're not emotionally just a basket case? How come you're not feeling all this? And you're like, well, it's because I, I put my trust in Jesus. I put my trust in the word of God. And God said he'll see me through this. And he'll, he'll, he'll take care of every single detail as long as I continue to stay connected to him. So, again... I can't emphasize this enough, right? Wellness is God's idea. It is. In the article from Dimensions, uh, Dimensions of Wellness, Change Your Habits, Change Your Life, this is from a secular writer, um, Debbie Stone. She states this, and I, I mentioned it two weeks ago. It says, wellness encompasses eight mutually independent dimensions, okay? And, I, and these are all dimensions that we all can agree on. Physical Intellectual, emotional, social, spiritual, vocational, financial, environmental. Attention must be given to all of the dimensions as neglect of any one over time will adversely affect the others and ultimately one's health, well-being, and quality, and quality of life. They do not, however, have to be equally balanced. Now, I think all of us can kind of maybe find that to be a true, true statement, right? Because some areas require more time and more effort because it might be off balance a little bit. But what she's trying to say is, you know what? All of these things, all of them are encompassing to our wellness. But at times we're going to have things a little bit off balance, a little off kilter. Like, like practically speaking, think about trying to grow grass here in the Carolinas, it's nearly impossible, pretty much, right? But you'll notice on your grass that in some areas it's growing really green and nice because it's under the shade. But when you get out to the sun and, you know, the heat index in, in the Carolinas seems to kind of go up and down and all over the place and get really, really hot. Well, that grass that's getting hit by the sun oftentimes needs more water. So you give it more water right? You pay more attention to that area that does not have as much water as, say, the green area under the shade that doesn't, isn't getting scorched. And so it's the same principle for us. We have to understand that, that not all areas are equal in my yard. Not area, all areas are equal in my wellness. But I have to put emphasis on certain ones at certain time in order to find myself in a complete wholeness, a complete wellness. But see, there's one area when it comes to biblical wellness that we have to really begin to understand that this is a a priority, right? Because if we don't water it, if we don't use the water, then you know what? It impacts everything about who we are. It impacts all areas of, of the areas that God wants wellness in our life. And he really wants it to flow from our life. So our title today is Wellness Flows from a Well. Wellness flows from a well. And let me pray really quick. Holy Spirit, speak to us about wellness. Amen. Now, in John chapter 4, we find Jesus. He's sitting at Jacob's well. 
you guys probably have heard the story if you've been around church for any period of time. But he's sitting at the well, and this lady comes up, and she is going to draw water from the well. And then after a brief discussion with Jesus, this is what he says to her. He says, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. So he's talking about the, temp- the temporary effects of, of natural water, the natural resources. Okay, they, they come into our life. He says, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Verse 14. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him, he, oh, I'm a, wait a minute, that I should give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. So what Jesus is referring to is the supernatural well of salvation. The supernatural well of salvation. It's the everlast, everlasting life-giving flow. That starts in your heart the day you believe in Jesus. The day that you make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. This supernatural, everlasting life flow begins to flow inside of your life. And so he's trying to make this point that when you put your trust in him and get saved, there is a spiritual well that you can now go to constantly. It's constantly available to you that you can withdraw from, right? To quench, to refresh, to rejuvenate those areas of your life that have become dry and thirsty. Have you ever had that before? Have there ever been areas of your life where you've just been dry and you've just been thirsty? And oftentimes what we'll do is we'll try outside things to see if that will, will cover it up, if that will help, if that will make it happen. And sometimes we get temporary relief where it's like, oh, okay, great. But see, there is something as a believer that inside of you is this well that wants to be available, that is available to you to draw from at any time. And it wants to give you this supernatural ability to walk in wellness it wants to help move you towards wellness in every area of your life. Okay, so then let's go three chapters later, about two years later, about 40 miles down the road, and we have Jesus again here in John chapter 7, verse 37. He, he, he's going to stand up. He says, then on the most important day of the feast, the last day, and then uh, let me just give you some background to it, Okay. And so the feast is the Feast of Tabernacles, okay, which is a week-long celebration remembering the 40 years that Israel was in the wilderness. And all throughout that time, God was with them. God provided for them. God made sure that they were taken care of. God made sure that, that he faithfully took care of every single need they had. You know, we talk about the cloud at night. We can talk about the manna. We can talk about all of the things that God provided for them, right? So this was part of the celebration. And what would happen is the priest would come each day of this celebration, and they would bring a water in a golden picture to the temple, and they would pour that water out as symbolizing an offering to God in remembrance of the water 
that, was, that flowed from the rock in the wilderness. If you go back to Exodus 17, I think Numbers 20, where water came out of the rock because they were thirsty. They needed something to drink. God provided for them. Miraculously. Something that was not normal, right? There was no like spigot on the rock, you know, and they just walked up and here would, no. God miraculously provided for them. And he, you know, what, two million people in the desert? And so while this water was being poured out by the priests, they, the people would recite Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3, which says, Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. I love that, with joy, right? With joy. It's not, ah, it's, man, I'm excited because you know what? I'm in this covenant relationship with God. He's so faithful. He's been so good. Look what he's done over the years. Oh my gosh, this is so amazing what God has done. And see, sometimes when we approach God, let's come with joy in our heart for all that he's done, all that he's, because he's been so faithful to you. Yeah, maybe there's been little bumps in the roads, little things that have happened. Little things that, man, you, you've had no control over. But, but we need to come to God with joy anyways because God is so faithful. He's so loving, man. He's shown up. Maybe he didn't show up the way you wanted him to show up. But let me just tell you, he showed up. He did. And so sometimes we just got to be celebratory. We just got to get excited. And be so grateful for that, right? And then Paul goes on, because now let's take it to the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. So Paul kind of lays this out, and he's talking to the Corinthians, and he says, my dear fellow believers, this is in the Passion Translation again, you need to understand that all of our Jewish ancestors who walked through the wilderness long ago were under the glory cloud, okay? That's kind of like the protection uh, from the elements, and then he says, and pass through the waters of the sea on both sides. So now you got protection from their enemies. Then in verse 2 he says, so he's kind of explaining a lot of what took place in the wilderness. Then he says, then we're all baptized into the cloud of glory. Okay? Now, now notice, he's going to give you three elements of, these, of them being baptized in. So he says, they were baptized into the cloud of glory, right? That's kind of a type of the Holy Spirit. Into the fellowship of Moses, kind of the type of Christ. And then into the sea, which is kind of holy um, uh, water baptism. Then in verse 3 it says, they all ate the same heavenly manna. Okay, we'll call that spiritual food. And drank water from the same spiritual rock that traveled with them. I love that. Listen to that. Traveled with them. A rock traveled with them? Paul, you're crazy. What are you talking about? They didn't like pick up this rock. Like, you ever seen those pet rocks, right? It wasn't a pet rock. It was a rock that was, happened to just be there, but there was something that was traveling with them all the time. Someone who travels with you all the time, everywhere, right? And so, I mean, just picture that. that what, what a picture that is. Oh, my gosh. Because, man, you just think about that. He, is, he provides water for them when they needed it most, right? That same 
Jesus, because it's going to say who it was that was a rock, right? That same Jesus is with you, and he will provide for you in every given situation that you need. Because God is not a respecter of persons. He didn't say, well, Pastor Scott, you're not good enough today, but I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I'm going to bless Larry because Larry's been really, really good. No, he's not going to do that. He's going to say, all right, Pastor Scott, let's, let's see what we can do because I can do anything, right? All things are possible with God, for those who believe, okay? So it says, again, and drank from the same spiritual rock that traveled with them, and the rock was Christ himself, the solid rock in which I stand. So Christ was the rock, and they drank his living water. He provided them with water wherever they journeyed. And here's the deal about it. The fountain never runs dry. Never. Never, ever, ever. You know, we hear stories of drought. Oh, we're in such drought. We're in such... Man, there's never drought with Jesus. There's never drought with God. It's, it's always available if we would press in sometimes. And begin to allow him to work in our life. And begin to allow that the word of God and the Holy Spirit to begin to flow in us. So, here Paul is. He's teaching. Hey man, this whole 40 years, the nation of Israel had every real, every need that they absolutely had to have. They had those needs met by God. And so in that, that means they were able to remain healthy and sound in spirit, in soul, in body, and they were prosperous and fruitful. They were moving forward in progress. And in all circumstances and environments, there was no lack of supply. Right? In every situation where there was a situation where there was no supply, God met it with a supply. Is there any difference between us today and and the Israelites back then? Not at all. There is no difference. But see, as as a people, we've got to understand that, that just as God supplied and provided and gave everything that was needed so that wellness could come and be a part and supply every need that they had... He wants to do that to us as well. To do, as well, And there's this supernatural flow that Jesus talked about, right? In John 4, John 7, this supernatural flow that is just available to every single one of us as believers. He go, Jesus goes on and says this in uh, chapter 7. He says, then on the most important day of the feast, the last day, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, I wonder if he like stood up on something. Because, you know, if he was a small guy, I don't know how tall Jesus was, right? But, you know, he could have got lost in the crowd. But he shouted out this. This is what, this is what he shouted. Okay, so all the water was poured. They had, had, had said Isaiah 12, 3. And it says, all you thirsty ones, come to me. Have you ever been thirsty? Ever had just those moments when you were like just par, like, oh my gosh, if I don't get something to drink. He says, all you thirsty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. Meaning he's got everything that you need to satisfy, to provide for you. 
He says, believe in me so that rivers of living water. I love this because it's not just like, okay, you got living. Oh, I just have it in me, right? He says, so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you, right? It's supposed to be bursting, flowing from your innermost being, just like the scripture says. In verse 39, Jesus was prophesying about the Holy Spirit that believers were being prepared to receive, but the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out upon them because Jesus had not yet been unveiled in his full splendor. And then, you know, we can look at Acts chapter 1 and verse 2, and we can see that, you know what? It verifies that Jesus has been glorified because the Holy Spirit has come and the Holy Spirit has been given. So we can be assured that this passage has activated uh, for us uh, to experience and draw life and draw wellness from who Christ is. So let me give you our first point for today. Guess what? I only have two points today because our points are really, really long right? And there's only two points, but those, these are long points, all right? So if you're writing them down, I'm um, sorry if your hand cramps up. Okay, here you go. First one, wellness flows from the wells of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Wellness flows from the wells of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. In the heart of every believer, there is a divine, let's call it a divine spillway, right? Or a flow in us that wants to run at full capacity. It wants to run at maximum. You know, when you turn that water on and just, it blows, right? Well, that's what this divine spillway, what, what this flow wants to happen in our life. It wants to be, you know, cons- but it has to be maintained um, consistently to keep the maximum flow going has to be maintained consistently to keep the maximum flowing. And for us as believers, this maximum flow happens when we consistently connect to the fountainhead of who Christ is, of God's word, and the Holy Spirit in our life. See, we have to be connected to it and we have to maintain it in order for it to create this river of living water flowing, bursting, as he promised, bursting out of us. But see, we have to maintain it with God's word. We have to maintain it with the Holy Spirit being active in our life and allowing him to be active in our life so that it can continue to flow freely in us. And then the goal is is so that it would freely flow out of us to others. See, and when we allow that to happen, then we get the same real relevant results that the Israelites experienced in the wilderness. It's all about being connected to the life-giving flow of God's word and the Holy Spirit. As you know, man, we are a word church. We talk about, hey, you got to be connected to the word. You got to be in the word. That's what's going to help you grow. That's what's going to help you mature. That's what's going to help you prosper in wellness. there's There's just no way to get around it. Because when you combine the word and you combine the Holy Spirit, then that's when heaven invades your life. And wellness flows. 
Simple. But the two have to work in unison together. It's got to be together. And biblical wellness flows because God's word combined with the Holy Spirit does this. I'm going to give you a few examples, okay? But it does this. It becomes, it becomes a source of faith for you, right? When you're walking in wellness, yeah, you got to have some faith going on. And so it becomes the source of faith. I'm going to give you some, uh, one scripture. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Not CNN, not Fox News, not Oprah, or Whoopi Goldberg on, what, what's that show? I don't remember what that show is anyways. But, but not by that. It's by hearing the word of God. So important. The next thing, it's a source of healing. We're talking about wellness, but it's a source of healing. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 22 says, Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you, and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep in your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words... Now, what does that mean? You're meditating on God's word. You're thinking about what he's saying. You're thinking about, okay, God said this and God said that. What does that mean? And, and the Holy Spirit starts working and he starts unwrapping. And he says, hey, here's what he's talking about. He says, then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health in the very core of your being. See, you, can't, you can argue with me, but you can't argue with God's word, right? I hope you don't argue with God's word, because his word's true, okay? The next thing is it's a source of freedom, right? A lot of times in wellness, we just need freedom from all of this stuff, our emotions, our mind, all these things going on. But this is what it says in John chapter 8, verse 31 through 32. Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, when you continue to embrace all that I teach, that's his words, you prove that you are my true followers. For if you embrace the truth, it will release truth, I'm sorry, it will release true freedom into your life. So when we start to embrace God's word and Jesus' teachings, when we are reading God's word, we start to embrace them, then you know what? It begins to bring freedom to our life. The Holy Spirit starts working. He starts scrubbing those areas in our life and starts saying, hey, you might need to get rid of this. You might need to get And sometimes, you know what? We might, oh, cringe a little bit. But it's all because he wants to bring freedom to your life. Wherever you are bound, wherever you are held, he wants to bring freedom. And the Holy Spirit will work with God's word and it will help you begin to break off those chains. It's also a source of joy. Psalms 19.8 says, the commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Now there's so many more that I could share about what the word of God does. But I, but I wanted to target kind of those areas of wellness. But see, that's what God wants flowing in your life at a very high rate, right? He wants it to be gushing through you, helping you to gain whole wellness, right? 
holistically in every area of your life. He wants that to happen. However, when we don't understand that and we don't apply this relationship connection with Jesus, then what happens is, you know what? We end up getting blockages. We end up all of a sudden, man, there's blockages going on and we're not experiencing the full flow of what God wants to do in our life with the Word and the Holy Spirit. Some of you know this. About seven years ago, I had a heart attack. I had three arteries clogged. Praise God, he's faithful, right? But it, when they were clogged, what was it doing? It wasn't able, the blood wasn't able to get to the heart. And I, and I just picture that as, as an example for myself and look at it and says, you know what, when I am um, pushing aside or not having time to spend time with God and his word and with the Holy Spirit, then you know what, I'm allowing things to get in and begin to clog the very heartbeat of my relationship, the very heartbeat of my wellness as a whole. Because I can tell, this is me personally, even though I'm a pastor, I can tell the moments when I haven't been in the word because all of a sudden I become discouraged I become depressed. I become all of these things, and I'm struggling. My mind is just all over the place. And the Holy Spirit comes back to me and says, hey, you haven't spent any time with me. You haven't been really talking to me. You haven't really spent any time in the Word so I can show you and encourage you and bring joy to your life and all those areas. I don't know if you've ever walked through something like that, but I'm just going to tell you, maybe you should try to jump into God's Word and allow the Holy Spirit to kind of start ministering to you. And allow the joy of your salvation to rise up back in you. And say, well, yeah, yeah, all that, now all those circumstances, all those things I'm dealing with right now, yeah, they are very, very true. But I'm standing on the solid rock. I'm standing on what God's word tells me. I'm standing on what Christ has done for me. And man, being able to navigate past those things. But see, we can't let these blockages happen. In, in our quest or in our, 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 our walking with, with Christ because that's when it, it, it eliminates the ability to allow this flow to come working through us and to do what, it, what it's supposed to do. And, and one of the things we absolutely 100% know, this for sure, that wherever water flows, things grow and they prosper, right? Wherever water flows, things grow. Even things you don't want to grow right? Like weeds and different things. I got this little thing that goes down into our, our sewer thing in our backyard. And um, they just recently fixed it, had to cut it all down and everything. And I say with all this rain, all of a sudden I looked out the other day and all these weeds are growing up around it and it looks just trashy. And I'm like, man, I got to get my weed whacker out there and cut that down. But see, it's because it was getting what? Water, right? Things grow. And so if we're allowing the, the word of God, right? We know that Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is the word. It says that in John, John chapter one. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Then it goes on in 14, I think, and says, you know, he, he became flesh. And so if we're spending time with Jesus, we're spending time in his word, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to do a work in us, then you know what? That water is flowing, and you know what? Now we are growing into who God wants us to be. Isn't that amazing? Man, I'm preaching good today. (laughs) Anyways, all right. Number two 
If I learned, this is even longer, if I learned to surrender and submerge myself in God's word and his spirit, wellness will flow. It's kind of what I've been already talking about, but, 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 but you have to look at it from, from a different angle, okay? Because it's not a matter of, of uh, strategy or struggle, okay, in our life. Because oftentimes that's what we think it is. If I could just get this job, if I could just move here, if I could just get this house, if I could just get this spouse, and man, we could do life together, then it's all going to be awesome and well, and I'm going to feel fulfilled, and it's going to be great, and it's going to be rainbows and lollipops every time I walk out the, the door, okay? But see, oftentimes that, that the culture is that that's about the struggle, right? That's about the strategy. You do it on your own. You do it on your own intellect. You do it on, on the, all the things that you, you feel like you can draw from because it's you. But see, that's all wrong because that's not God's way. That's not God's way for his people because they're not drawing from the well of who Christ is, what the word of God is what the Holy Spirit is doing in their life. It's just not his way. It never will be. It'll never, ever be his way. So he wants us to surrender and submerge ourselves in God's word and with the Holy Spirit. Now, Psalms number one, Psalms chapter one, affirms this statement. It says this. This is in the amplified version. It says, blessed now, this is, this is those who, who are going to uh, follow after the Lord, what, what he's going to talk about here. It says, blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who does not walk in the counsel. Yeah, is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit down to rest in the seat of the scoffers and the ridiculers. Okay, now, this is where you're blessed. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. That is the word of God. Do you have a delight in God's word? That's a challenging question. So I'm challenging you, right? Do I have a delight? I mean, that's the only one that you can answer between you and, you, you and God. Do I have a delight for God's word? Or is God's word kind of one of those things that's just like, eh, he says, but the delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law, okay, his precepts and his teachings, he habitually meditates day and night. Meditate is not the om, om, or, or, you know, doing yoga or whatever, you know, the, the, whatever the things where they got all the funky moves, okay? But meditation is the fact that I'm taking a portion of God's word, and I'm going over it, and over it in my heart, over it, and over it in my mind. I'm chewing on it, and I'm allowing it to get in there, and then that gives the Holy Spirit something to work with. And the Holy Spirit's all, yeah, okay, so let me talk to you about that. So it says, meditates day and night, and he will be, okay, or she will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by Streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, its leaf does not wither, and whenever he does, 
he prospers. And it says, and comes to maturity. So can you see the importance of God's word and the Holy Spirit at work? How it's got to be a priority in our life? Because when it is, it'll literally cause you not to wither. It'll cause you not to wither. And if you think about it, withering is the opposite of wellness. Withering is the opposite of wellness. Let that sink into your heart. So if you find yourself withering a lot, then that doesn't mean you're, 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 you're experiencing the fullness of what God wants to do in your life. You, 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 this flow is maybe being blocked up. But see, we have to let it be a priority in our life. We have to surrender and submerge to the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit and, and the Word of God will then begin to clean out those unhealthy spaces in our soul. Because God wants us to prosper in our soul. He wants you to do well. And be successful on your journey of faith. He wants wellness to flow into your life and then outward towards others. Because, I mean, you kind of, I, I, I would imagine you would get this, but when someone's bitter and angry all the time or just, you know, not well inside in a sense, in their, you know, their soul, their mind, will, and emotion, all of that, nobody really wants to be around them. Kind of. It's like, ah, here comes Debbie Downer, you know, or whatever. Um, and so people, but see, when we are allowing this flow, the Holy Spirit, the word of God, and, and, and the completion of who Jesus has made us to be, right? Because he's made us to sit in heavenly places. Ephesians tells us that. He's put us in this position. When that begins to flow out of it, man, people get attracted to that, right? It's almost like you have that, that <laughs> this is really a weird version for me in my head, but like a dog, Right? Or a dog's like sniffing around. And the dog smells something. And the dog's like, right on it. Well, I know that's kind of a crude way of looking at it. And it just came to my head. Sorry. But when, when, when the flow of who Christ is in your life and the flow of the Holy Spirit and in your wellness, man, people are attracted to that. They're like, hey, what, what, what's different about you? Man, you're, you're always so joyful. You're always so happy. Yeah, I, what is it? And you're like, well, let me tell you, right? And then, you know, if, if you're a good Christian, you have your Bible with you, and so you'll break it open. No, that doesn't happen all the time, right? But then you just start telling them, yeah, I have this relationship with Jesus, and I'm just telling you, he's everything to me. He is the absolute source of my life, and I keep going back to the well of who he is and back to the well of the word. And man, every single time I, I face circumstances, man, I am reassured that he is right there with me and that he is going to help me through. And so I have peace of mind. I have the ability to navigate all of this stuff. But he wants you to be well on your journey. And so, let me, let, me, let me tell you this too. Don't, don't fall into the traps of, of, um, 
of, uh, of why you don't read the Bible. Okay? So I'm trying to encourage you now to read your Bible, right? But don't fall into these traps. I'm going to give you a couple traps. The first one is the trap of apathy, okay? Um, which is the lack of interest or concern. Thinking it's um, not necessary or important. God's word is very, very important. Okay? Don't fall into the trap of pride. Thinking that you don't need the Bible. I got it all figured out. I can make it happen. No, you need the Bible. And then the third one is the trap of wrong priorities. You can't seem to find the time. That's, that's a really easy one for me sometimes. Or I, I, man, I'm like going and next thing I know, man, I never even spent time in my word today. I need to get to my word, right? And I remember you told, I, I told you, sometimes when I don't, then all of a sudden I start feeling discouraged. I start feeling down. The enemy starts speaking things and I start believing it. But see, when I get back into the proper alignment with God's word, then you know what? It starts feeding my soul again. It starts feeding, feeding me to the point where it's like, no, that's not going to bother me anymore. But see, we can't fall into those traps. And there's more traps, but we can't fall into those, the ones I talked about. Because you know what? If, if, we, if we fall into those traps, then we're not going to experience the fullness of God's wellness for us. We just won't. I mean, and you think about it. The fact that God inspired this word, right? And, and through the centuries, you know what? I mean, it, it, it's still valid today. I mean, I, I, I get blown away because why do you think he wrote this book? And why does it keep going on and on and on? I mean, he wasn't bored. He didn't have like free time on his hand and said, hey, I think I'll write a book. No, he did it for a reason because he wants you to read it. This is the guide for us to walk life in. And it's so important that we, that we get that. So he wants people to read it. So turn to your neighbor and say, he wants you to read it. I just want to make sure you're still awake, right? Okay, so in closing, we're going to wrap this thing up. In closing, wellness is God's idea, right? Even if you just walk out with that one thought, wellness is God's idea. He has made real and relevant promises, when it comes to his children's wellness. You know, you make promises to your kid, and they want to make sure, hey, he's made promises to us in God's word about wellness. But the key to experiencing it is a surrendered life to him, which entails drawing from the living, life-giving word of God and this relationship with the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit continues to work through us. And I'm going to leave you with this one last idea because I think Jesus kind of captured in the essence of this, this kingdom flow by declaring this in Matthew 6, But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. Some of us know it as seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Notice there, there is a, a distinct thing to it. If you put him first and you stay connected to him, then things flow. 
in your life. Is everything going to be perfect? No. Okay? I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'll be Captain Bummer. Okay? Not everything is going to flow. But I'm telling you what, even when you hit a bump, he's going to be there. And he's going to provide. And he's going to take care of you. And you're going to find joy because of who he is in your life and what he has already promised to you. But it's that connection, staying connection to him. So, this is how I'm going to encourage you today. Okay? Start first with surrendering to God. What can you do, right? Well, let's try it his way. Sometimes it's like, well, I've tried this and I've tried that and I've tried this. Well, no, let's, let's try it his way. And so surrender. Let's open up God's word. Man, even if it's 15 minutes a day, every single day, do it. It doesn't have to be, I need to read 25 chapters. It could be 15 minutes. It could be one chapter. It could be five verses, whatever it is. But then when you do that, ask the Holy Spirit to show up. Say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, help me to understand what what you're trying to say here. Help to restore, help to refresh, help to renew the dry and broken and unfulfilling areas of my life. And I believe he'll do it. He will do it. Because that's the God I serve. That's the Jesus I serve. That's the Holy Spirit in my life. I believe he will do that for you. But it's a matter of just surrendering It's a matter of just giving it to him and saying, all right, I'm trying it your way. And I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed if you try it his way. You just won't. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.